What it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 65 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff! <clears throat> Hi. How are ya? Hey, Connor. Doing good, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm alright. Oh, I'm just burping. I've got, I'm a bit burpy at the moment. Okay, well, let's not make that a thing throughout the, the podcast, because I don't want to hear you burping all day. But Connor, we are about to review probably one of the most, if not the most, influential movies of all time. A New Hope! A New Hope? Are you really going to call it that? Would you call it A New Hope, or would you call it Star Wars? Well, I call it a new, I grew up with it as A New Hope when it came, I was, I'm very young. <laughs> when it came out for me, it was Star Wars New Hope, episode four, not Star Wars. So... Yeah, New Hope, Star Wars, same, <laughs> sh- same shit. Well, on that, we have with us today the illustrious Adrian Wright, a uh, lifelong Star Wars fan, would you say, Adrian? Oh, you could definitely say that. Do you call it a New Hope? No. <laughs> What's, is it Star Wars, it's just Star Wars to you? Well, it was originally released as Star Wars. Yeah. The re-release in 81, it became A New Hope, episode four. But, you know, it's Star Wars. You know, so it's Star Wars, it's Return of the Je- Empire Strikes Back, and it's Return of the Jedi. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on the prequels? Um, it's a tough one because I hate ragging on Star Wars at all. Yeah. But there's yeah, some major fucking flaws in that. Um, but basically, for me, what shits me the most is the uh, the story uh, changes, and they can't really do that when they made the. The, the originals and then went back and wrote something else which conflicts with everything else so conflicts right so that's a, a a talking point between a lot of people but if hardcore star wars fans who can't see forest for the trees will just say well you're not a fan if you don't like all of them but it's not yeah. like i don't like all of them but um basically yeah there's some big fuck-ups yeah. and uh lack of story really <laughs> Well, we've uh, we've already spoken about the prequels, so we won't go into that because right that's a that's whole good. other yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go back and listen to our reviews on iTunes and Podbean at Fish and Connor Saw a Movie Podcast Hype. Adrian, well, why don't you put us through? Like, you're you're a lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. How old were you when the originals were around? What? Give us well, your shit, that's Star not good. Wars. Let's give my away my age. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, give it. Just give us your history with Star Wars. What's your What's I your have relationship? No concept of what happened when it actually was released out here in Australia because that was seventy seven. Well, probably I think May seventy seven. It released in um, US, but uh, so I was three. But I remember the first thing at the drive in um, back in probably eighty one. Yeah, right. Um, and that probably was the re-release, I'd say, yeah, then. Yeah. But even then, I don't, I don't recall New Hope, all that type of stuff yeah. in my mind at all. When, when did um, Empire come out? I think that was... Because that's the funny thing for me. I actually watched Empire last. Right. Because of what? the VHS, VHS <laughs> debacle and uh, everything changed at the time. Got to see Star Wars, but still a young kid. Yeah. Empire come out... Didn't see Empire at the movies, whatever parents didn't take me, whatever the yeah, case yeah. may be. But then saw Return of the Jedi at the movies, at the cinemas. Okay. And that and was, then had that to was wait. Mid 80s? What was yeah. that? Then I had to wait another couple of years because back then they wouldn't release a, a VHS for, for years. Like yeah. ET and stuff wasn't released for six or seven years after it was <laughs> re- came out. So saw it back to front in a way. It all came together when I saw Empire. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. Probably that's why Return of the Jedi is my favourite film where a lot of people like Empire Strikes Back. But 
but had seen Star Wars for a long time before um, got to see Empire, really. Yeah, right. So that was like a piece together. That's that is just that's so strange. That is so mm. odd. What an odd combination <laughs> yeah. from it you is. hope to return. Yeah, well, it's like I remember watching like fucking now as you know. Luke's a, a Jedi, fucking, you know, what happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a bit, of a bit of a jump, but I was still only a young kid, so I was like, you know, you can put your imagination in the middle and um, yeah. work that shit just, out. You just roll But when it, yeah. finally got it out in VHS, it was like, holy shit, you know, this is awesome. And then, yeah, the whole Yoda saga and, you know, well, you saw Yoda and Chandler Jones, go, who's this little green dude, you know? It's like, <laughs> so, saw it in a different way, but once it all came together, it was more like... Yeah, well, then it was religious. You know, yeah. I'd watch all three in a row. Um, so, so how old were you when you saw Jedi? I would have been, um, I think I was about 10 or 11. Right, so perfect time. Perfect and time for you. Saw it about three times at the movies. Actually, my mother was a massive fan of it. So oh, really? She kept taking me back. So, mom. Yeah. What a great mom. Yeah. Fucking hell. So. So that you, cool. you, that's funny because you were around the same age as Connor was when Revenge of the Sith came out. What's oh, up? <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've just had this conversation about the prequels and how Connor sort of grew up with that. Right. I, I, I've, for those who haven't listened to the other podcasts, I'm kind of the noob to the Star Wars universe. I, right. I have seen them all. I hadn't seen the prequels since the cinema. Uh, basically, yep. um, until we started doing this podcast, and I've gone back and we're watching them now. So. I'm coming in with the prequels fresh, and now we're going back into the original trilogy, which I've seen this one. I've seen A New Hope a shit ton of times. I've seen Empire quite a bit as a kid. Yep. Jedi, I don't remember too much of. I only remember Ewoks. Um, so Jedi's the best. Jedi's the best. Uh, kind of will probably argue with you about that one. So it's interesting to see you're, you're, you've grown up with the original trilogy. Kind of still... You're still the original trilogy fan, you would say, would you say? Yeah, they're better movies. I think it's good. We've got a good little dynamic going on here. Did you get caught up in all the merchandising and the hype and all that sort of shit? What was it like when Jedi came out? Were the toys crazy? Was it like, what was it like? Not as crazy as you'd think. Uh, Not for Australia. I mean, there was stuff. But, you know, depending on where you grew up. Mm. But but I had a lightsaber. I would straight away. You (laughs) couldn't buy it at the shop because it didn't exist. Get them everywhere now. Yeah. But I grabbed mum's um, vacuum cleaner yeah. and um, I wanted a red one. I didn't want a fucking blue one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wrapped it in uh, red cellophane and had my lightsaber. And I was away. Yeah. I mean, I was instantly Darth Vader. I mean, there's no... <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there was stuff around. If you're a rich kid and whatever, you might have got some of the latest and greatest. Okay. But it's probably hard to see that now because everything's everywhere now. Yeah. And... Australia takes a while to catch up, especially in the back in back that era. Well, we're, we're always behind the States a long time. Though. So basically you had stuff, you had some figurines and things like that, but I never really got into that. It was okay. more Star Wars and what George Lucas did. It's such a thing for the imagination. Yeah. You can uh, go anywhere with it. Well, you went major made your own look, lightsaber. If I was right? a kid now, lightsabers, I, I, I walk through the toy store now. If I see a lightsaber, I pick it up and I, I muck around with it. Of so, course, we all do. Um, I found out, I, I, I was actually at a, a shop, yesterday and i found a lightsaber pair of barbecue tongs oh right and you open it and it's i was like this is fucking cool yeah (laughs) so you have to you have to pick that shit up that's interesting because we 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 were talking about when episode one came out and there was just fucking shit everywhere there's toys everywhere that's what i remember as a kid because i was about 12 when that's a big deal because i mean one of the things lucas did which probably was one of the smartest things anyone did as a filmmaker was 
he took a, a less cut for um, directing. Yeah. And he did a deal and one got 100% uh, on merchandising. the merchandise. Yeah. It's like, and everyone at that time, I'll fucking have it, man, you know? Whatever well, it wasn't, re- it wasn't really a thing and back then, was that's it? That's yeah. another thing about Star Wars and um, what it did. Yeah. So, apart from just being a, you know, a great movie and a legacy, uh, it's... It, it, it spawned that as well. Revolutionized so. the, the merchandise nerd, which yeah. is now me. Um, okay, well, Connor, do you want to give us the plot of Star Wars, a.k.a. episode for A New Hope? Uh, yeah, no, not a doubt in my mind. So we start... Oh, I'm not going to fucking run through the whole movie. Uh, the Star Wars follows Luke, just a young teen. He spent the past 19 years of his life on Tatooine, a boring, shitty... Sand planet, desert planet, where he's a moisture farmer. He just wants to go to Toshi Station and pick up some power converters. But his fucking shit uncle won't let him do anything but be a moisture farmer. And he wants to join the Rebel Alliance. And they won't fucking... They're just like, no, mate, you're not doing it. Anyway, as this is all happening, two droids, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, land on Tatooine. And it turns out they're a pretty big, pretty big deal. R2-D2 has a message from... Princess Leia about the plans, the plans of the Death Star and needs to get them to Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke is like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I wonder if she means old Ben Kenobi. I don't know how many fucking Kenobis there are, you know, in this galaxy, but <laughs> apparently there's a lot. Anyway, you find... Well, if you had parents, they're probably Kenobis as well, so it may be brother or sister. I... <laughs> Cousins. It's, it's so strange. It's such a weird, like, what a coincidence. <laughs> On lands, <laughs> droid lands on Tatooine, and then thankfully, on Tatooine near Luke is someone called Ben Kenobi, who happens to be the savior, according to Leia. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Oh man, the probably the most quoted line in that whole movie. It's um, the one I remember the most, yeah. and I have I've barely watched the shit. <laughs> um, anyway, some events unfold. They need to get to Alderaan. Uh, he meets Obi Wan. Obi Wan tells him that his dad used to be a Jedi, a really powerful Jedi, and then Darth Vader killed him, and Luke's like, oh, fuck! And then is given a lightsaber. Not that Luke knows what the fuck to do with it. They end up meeting Han in Mos Eisley because they need a ship to get to Alderaan. And they're like, he's like, yeah, man, I'll take you. Can do the Kessel Run under 12 parsecs. Give me some money. And Chewbacca. And so they take off the money in Falcon as the stormtroopers arrive to kill them. Oh, by the way, Luke's uncle and Aunt Pru are they're fucked. They're dead at this point. Um, Stormtroopers <laughs> killed them. Looking Just for, a side note. They're looking yeah. for the droids. So, yeah, they're fucked. So Luke has nothing. Um, his life's a mess. He doesn't give a fuck. He's off. See you later. Anyway, they're off to Alderaan. Meantime, Leia's been captured by Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin. And they're like, Where does, where's the rebel base Leia? And she's like, it's on Dantooine. And they're like, you're a fucking liar. And they blow up her planet, which is Alderaan. So Alderaan's gone. See you, Bail Organa. You're fucked. See you later, planet. Um... <laughs> And then Obi- Bail will get it. Was that is that the guy we were talking that's, about last time? Yeah, that's the dad. That's Leia's adoptive father. Yeah, so the whole planet's fucked. And then they hit like an uh, an asteroid field. They're like, "What the fuck? How did this happen?" It's from the planet, you dickheads. And then they see the Death Star, and it's not a moon; it's a space station. So they get pulled into the Death Star against their will, and they have to infiltrate the Death Star to find the princess. And then they find Princess Leia. They escape the Death Star, but. Obi-Wan gets killed by Darth Vader and then they fly off and that's it. Obi-Wan just fucking disappears into nothing. And then they meet up with the Rebels. They have the Death Star plans. Rebels are like, thanks, man. We really appreciate that. We're going to go blow it up now. Hey, we just met you. Want to fly 
fly next wing? And Luke's like, fucking do I? So he gets in and they're, they're trying to blow up the Death Star and they do the, they do the trench run and they have to drop a, drop a bomb in a little tiny hole. And uh, he, well, it sounds like my sex life. And then he fucking does it, but he does it without the, the fucking uh, guiding system. Um, Use the force because Obi Wan's in his head because Obi Wan is more powerful. He'll, he became more powerful than you could ever imagine. And then he's like, "All right, I guess I'll listen to you." And so he drops the bomb and it goes off and the world's saved. And Darth Vader tries to kill him, but Han comes in last minute and fucking blows him away. And everyone's happy. Then they get some medals and then the movie ends. Yeah, good stuff. Last last week. We and every other week we reviewed a Star Wars film. We just fucking berated uh, Hayden Christensen's acting um, a yep. lot. So in comparison, let's talk about his um, his son, Mark Hamill, not <laughs> yeah. real life son, son of the film, and yes. how you think Fish. From what I can recall, the other week you thought he was trash in this film. Yep. And and you- that really hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a whiny little bitch. It, it's it, it like I, he's he's okay. He's not Hayden Christensen level in Episode Two by no means. Like I I definitely think he's probably the weakest actor in this film or one of the. There's definitely better acting in this film from other characters than that shit all over most of or all of the prequel acting. I, I would be fair to say, but I yeah, Mark Hamill. He's just. In this, I, I just find he's not that good, but the story and the world and his character are okay, so I'm I'm not, like, as affected by it as I am with Hayden Christensen. Yeah. How, what's what's your thoughts, Connor? Uh, look, I have, like, I will forever have rose-tinted glasses, like, with this movie. Like, I can't, because you tell me that, and I can watch it, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand what he's talking about. Where could he be? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, it's fucking Star Wars, man. Like, I can't. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I, that's I, how I, it is. I've just like, I've grown up with it my, literally my whole life. Yeah. That is how it is. And I'm a big thing. There's no real bad actors. There's bad scripts. And that's not a bad script. And I think he played the character he was playing. And uh, he's a whiny little bitch. He's mm. been wrapped in cotton wool all his life. As yeah. I mean, hence like, the I, uncle not wanting to be anywhere but the... You know. I feel like, see, my other thing is with, like, Luke, I never t- saw him as, like, whiny either. I just saw him as, like, he's fucking shitty because his uncle doesn't let him do fucking anything. Like, I wouldn't want to live on a farm and do fuck all and, like, clean droids my whole life. Like, he's 19. Mm. Like, it's bullshit. And then his, his only family that he knows is dead. And then he's fucking... His best and then he's got issues. He wants to fuck his sister. He doesn't yeah. even know it. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and then fucking Ben dies and he's probably just kissed Leia and he's like, fuck, something doesn't feel right. She's really hot, but I don't. This is the weirdest direction I've ever gotten. Like he's, he's in <laughs> the... It's not even in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he kisses her. He kisses her in this movie. Hey, he kisses her in Star Wars. Yeah. In this movie? Yeah. yeah. She gives him one for luck. Oh, on the cheek. Swing, swings across the... Uh... On the cheek. Mate, it doesn't matter. You still, yeah, he's still a kiss, got a, a heart on. He's still got a heart. He's still uncomfortable. But I mean, I like, never, I never, no, I never thought for a second that he was good, hot. He wasn't hot for sister. Good late seventies kissing. Yeah, it's just. I just, you know, I just nice thought like when I watched it, I'm like, but I, I, Luke has never been my favorite character, but I've always liked Luke. But I've never, I just never mm. understood the whiny bitch. Like I'm just, I never saw him as a bitch. I just saw him as like 
Luke well, wasn't cool. So Luke life. wasn't cool until they got a green lightsaber, and that's it. And yeah, like I, I remember him getting a lot cooler, as and I'm sure we'll talk about that as we get into the other films. But whiny bitch is probably the wrong wrong word. Whiny He's is definitely kid. in there. He sounds whiny to me. Like yeah, like it's and and just some of the, like the overacting that is going on there. And look, we we've, we've talked about this a lot. That it's got to come back to Lucas as well because he did it a lot in the prequels. And, and Empire wasn't directed by Lucas, am no. I right in saying yeah. that? So we'll talk about that and the direction and, and if, if he's still doing what I'm, I, which, which is kind of grating on me. Look, it's not really a big deal. Like, I'm not, I'm not like pissed off at this. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of like, I, it's, it's something that has to be pointed out, but I'm not like angry at it like I was yeah. with episode two. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I just, I just think like, because Lucas clearly tried to mirror Luke with Anakin and like capture what yeah. the two characters oh, are. Sure. Problem is yeah, like Anakin's a fucking idiot the whole time. So <laughs> you just, you learn to hate him. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. I, I don't know yeah. why Lucas thought that was the aspect of Luke. He wanted to, to, to reflect in Anakin. Like he looked at Luke yeah. and went whiny, whiny bitch. We need that again. Like, I don't understand, <laughs> but I don't, I don't see it as much in Luke yeah at all yeah. I think I think he's, he's, he's kind of he's selfless the whole way like the whole way through the film he's just really selfless oh, yes and that's it like to be honest like Luke to me at least in this film uh, until the very end where he destroys the Death Star and saves the world and galaxy he's basically just a vessel yeah. for the rest of the film and for us to meet all these other cool characters like your Leia's and your Han Solo's and R2-D2 and fucking all the others which I really don't have too much of a problem with any of the rest of the cast. Um, I think, I mean, like, it's a hero's journey. Like, he is the perfect protagonist for the hero's journey. Well, 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 this is funny. Like, me and Adrian went to film school together, and all our writing classes were based on off... the fucking hero's journey, yep. That's yeah, on, on, the, on this hero's journey, like the Star Wars, they always reference back yep. to Star Wars and Die Hard. That is literally Star Wars what I deal with every week at uni at, in yeah. script class. Well, yeah. Lucas read it before he did all this stuff, past a bunch of other philosophical, uh, you know, things. So that's always going to come through. But it's well like done. I'm fine with it. Like, you see it, and it's good. Like, it's 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 beat by beat Hero's yeah. Journey, which is why it's now textbook. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other end of the spectrum, in terms of, like, acting, I think that Harrison Ford as, as Han Solo is the best performance of what I've seen so far. I mean, like, of, and his, his career is yeah. definitely the one that skyrocketed the most after these films as well. Yeah. Because he fucking slays. He's a fucking pimp daddy. And we are yeah. aware of that from the beginning. He's the best. I watched this um, quick little story for you here. I watched Please. this. I watched this. Han Solo. Gather round, everyone. I fucking love Han Solo. Like, you can't not. I watched this film with my girlfriend. And I'm not kidding. After the film, she's like, man, Han Solo's a dick. And I was like, what Ooh. the fuck did you just say? I was genuinely shocked. How the fuck do you think Han Solo's a dick? He's suave. He's cool. He's a smuggler. He can do the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. You don't know shit, <laughs> Monique. <laughs> fuck. God Come damn. on, Monique. I didn't understand. Like, I but, and then I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, throughout, like, he is. He is a he's dick. He's a fucking wanker. <laughs> like, the whole way But he's a fucking awesome dick. Exactly. <laughs> he's the best. It's Han Solo, man. It's Han Solo, but man. That's that's the thing, though, is that he actually gets to have some personality for a change. And after us just coming back from the, the prequels where basically everyone's a cardboard box, it it was refreshing to see somebody... He brought the humor. Some, yeah, and he does. That's what we needed. We And it wasn't... It wasn't 
silly, yeah. like juvenile humor. It was it was, time. it was Harrison Ford being a fucking boss. And like, considering he didn't, even, um, wasn't originally casting for the movie. I mean, yeah. I think he was, I think he was, he was fitting out yeah, a, was. A, a office uh, down the down the. Um, the hallway or something, wasn't he? No, no, he, um, like he, yeah. was, he was a tradesman and he yeah. was reading the part like he was reading when they were doing auditions and George was like, oh, I really like you. Pretty sure he was in American Graffiti, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was, the reason it happened too, he was asked to sit in. Yeah, Because he was it. there. And then they went, hang on, we'll get you to have a read for this too. That's awesome. And that's kind of how that came about. And then look look where he's gone. Yeah. He's gone on to the, do a fucking great career. Well, I, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with him. Um, and like I said, he just brings some color. He just brings some personality to this, to this world. There's, there's definitely a lot more personality in this film than any of the prequels. But it, it's just nice to have some fun And he's much more interesting that he's got a Wookiee or a, you know, a sidekick. Yeah, he's got his own. It's like, It'd be interesting if they didn't bring that character in at all to see what Han, Han Solo would have been like. You know, it's good because he has someone to bounce off and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. like, I think, I think the kind of what the benefit of having Chewbacca throughout the film is that you see this guy, he's older than uh, Luke and Leia, he's older than everyone but Ben, like, he's got his own ship, he's done the fucking Kessel Run, and then he's got a sidekick. Like, this guy, you immediately imagine just goes wild. Imagination just goes wild. Like, you just start thinking about what Han Solo could have done before the film. Like, what adventures does he have? Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that's brilliant. Like, I think especially, yeah, with Chewbacca, like, being there, it's like, fuck, he's met this fucking walking carpet somehow, and that's that's awesome. I wonder how they met. And he's just a pimp. He's just a, yeah. it's just a pimp. That's it. Well, can we clear something up? Adrian, you've seen the original cuts. Yes. What is this whole Han shot first, Greedo shot first debate? What's this all about? I don't understand what it is. In the one we watched, is it? it's Greedo who shoots first, right? And then Han shoots him. Han shot first! You fuck. Yeah, he shoots first. Don't anyone tells you otherwise, you hit them. There's no fucking reason. I don't. I'm actually, I'm not aware of this debate. I mean, I, I didn't pick that up when I watched the. It, but me neither. But in the in in the new versions, Han, um, Han shoots first. I mean, sorry, no, no sorry, I mean, no. Versions, sorry, Greedo sorry, Greedo shoots, shoots first. Oh, really? I yeah. shit, I didn't pick now, that up. This is the yeah, this is the fucking. That. Well, that's reason. wrong. Yeah. George Lucas went. Oh fuck! You know what looks really bad? One of our heroes. Um, shooting someone um, that isn't in self-defense. Yeah, okay, we'll get Greedo to shoot first. Bullshit! He's a smuggler. He's a wild card. He is the Charlie Day of this fucking group. You don't. He doesn't. <laughs> Greedo, Greedo doesn't need to shoot. It's fucking stupid. I didn't even. I didn't even know, Adrian, that it was a fucking argument. Like I don't know, I've seen the sure. films. I didn't even know it was an argument. I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Han shoots first, and then in, and then suddenly people are fucking debating that Greedo. No. Han shot first. This is bull. I well, the debate the debate is there because he now does. Greedo does shoot first in the prequel in yeah, the he, in the new edits or whatever. Well, the other thing too, the debate but, should be more about why they stuck Jabba, Hutt in the new one. Oh my fucking god! Where if, like if he's talking oh to Greedo, who's you know coming to collect money, and Jabba's just outside in the in the hangar, um, doesn't really quite make sense. Mm. I mean, like, that's why they cut it from the original. You yeah. know, that's why it wasn't in the original, because it makes no fucking sense. So, so, and then they put so it So, hold in. on. So, what was it in the original? That scene just wasn't there. No. It was, and it, it, it also happens there. the it fact was, was Jabba originally yeah. a human being, because there is a line. Yeah. There's something like, uh, you're the best human I, I know, or something like that. Oh, you, yeah. you're, you're a great human being, or something like that. I'm like, 
Oh. See, I just always thought that was him being yeah. sarcastic, that he's nah. just a fat slob of a l- yeah. slug thing. I think that was kind of the way they were trying to take it. Adrian, I love you because your knowledge is so fucking on point. It's glorious. But yeah, it's, it's bullshit. And it's the worst scene. And in the film, Jabba the Hutt looks like shit. Like, he doesn't even look like they rendered him. It looks like Absolutely. trash. It's crap. And they shouldn't have put it in. And like, Boba Fett's there. And I'm like, why the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, his, Fett, yeah. His, his, like, his appearance, his first appearance in Empire Strikes Back is the fucking greatest thing. So why ruin it with this bullshit scene? Yeah, it exactly. just, it killed me on the inside. The whole bit was crap. But all these, all the new additions, like when I watched it with my partner, I don't know what version I've seen, but I've definitely seen the version without all of this, new, the, the, the digital versions. I th- I've seen it on VHS a million times. Right. Um, but like... Well, if it was on VHS, every, definitely you would have seen the, the originals. The new additions, these fucking CGI additions do nothing for the film except make it look like shit. Like... Yeah. I was I felt embarrassed showing it to Monique. I was like, man, you're gonna fucking love it. You're not even gonna know it's from the fucking seventies, man. I promise you, I'm not shitting you. The most unrealistic, unbelievable parts of the film were the parts that are in the CG. The CG. Like those were the bits that I was like, What the fuck is this? But like, that was all that was all done for when he re released it in the nineties, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was when it he had a when cinema he was, release. When he re released yeah. it in the noughties, wasn't it? When he did the complete edition and he yes. released No, nah, um, no, I'm fairly sure it was like just before um, Phantom Menace, wasn't it? Or was it well, after that Phantom Menace? They coincided somehow. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember seeing it as a kid at the after cinema. After Phantom Menace comes out, everything's a fucking blur. So it's like, <laughs> it's just turned to shit. So I, 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 yeah, I do, I, my uncle took me to see this in when they re-released them in cinemas. Yeah. And it would have been the 90s because I was, I was a kid. And I'm fairly sure it had all the digital stuff then because I was all like, Ooh, look at the cool right. fucking stormtrooper at the same time. Which come out first? I can't remember. But it was it was just Lucas flexing his muscles, wasn't yeah. it? He's like, look what I could do with all this computer shit, and then I'm gonna make a whole trilogy with all this. And yeah. look, I mean, like, like we gotta we gotta keep something in mind here. The guy fucking started like fil- like a lot of what we know is filmmaking now. Like that film, yeah. Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. Started. But that's and the like, thing. The thing is, he's more of a technical filmmaker. Well. Yeah, but he like told he, one hell of a good story. That's didn't he the, start? Didn't he? I'm pretty sure he began um, computer editing as well for Empire. He started. He developed his own software, like his own thing to edit with VHS tapes or something. And like it, it's it began how we edit now. I'm pretty sure um, he he definitely invented his own thing to do it. But the guy takes risks, and like that's what Star Wars was. That whole thing before that, you wouldn't see shit like that. The whole thing's a risk. And so, obviously, Lucas, every time he re-releases something, it's not him, like, playing on his ego. It's him just going, like, all right, I need to put, like, let's, let's take it in this direction. Like, the guy, all, he ever do- all he's ever done is shit that nobody has believed he could do. And he got lucky fucking once. And for the rest, well, twice if you can't return. But for the rest of his career, he's fucked up <laughs> completely. Um, well I I did read a quote of him and I'm I'm not going to quote it exactly because I can't remember the exact quote but it was something along the lines of Lucas believes that art is never finished it's only abandoned so basically that's why he keeps coming back to doing his films over and over because he's he's now got the technology to uh, or or at the time with when he put all the CGI on and stuff and CGI was coming in Jurassic Park was awesome and everyone's like fucking CGI and he, he's, he's obviously thinking man imagine what I could have done if I had this technology back in the day and he's brought it in and look I I okay with it look I'm, I'm not really that pissed off about it because I can't remember the originals that without 
this CG stuff. So I would really like to go back and find them at some point. Apparently, the last versions of them were Laserdisc. Right. So he has. I don't think there's actually a yeah. DVD release, or it might be on a special. Is this edition. the original? The original cut? Yeah, original. Doesn't, original. It doesn't exist on on DVD. Doesn't exist. But some of it's. Just, I heard there was. A, I heard there was wrong. a bonus disc. Somewhere. Some of it's just wrong, and some of it's just fucking rude. I mean, taking out like I know we're jumping films here, but going to Return of the Jedi, the end. Taking the out. No. Taking out the actor who played Darth oh. Vader and then putting Hayden Christensen in there it was like. It's one of the fucking rudest things I've ever seen in my life. Why? And, uh, Why? Yeah, it's unnecessary. Know, it was bullshit. Look, um, okay, there's, th- he does that, and he also does, with Boba Fett's voice, he changes it to the Kiwi actor that plays Django Fett. Yeah, you said that. that that's funny. That oh, is yeah, I picked that up last time I heard it too. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. That's yeah, the only right. thing I'm okay with. Like, aside from, aside from, like, obviously the... Nah, I'm a big thing. Like, you don't touch things once they're done, especially when they worked. You know, leave it be. People can work shit out. Come on. I think. Yeah. I think honestly, I think it would have been fine. But I mean, if 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 the if George Lucas said, "Look, I'm making changes, whether you like it or not," and you have to choose one change, and it was all of the fucking changes he's made to the original trilogy as of today, that would be the one I'm like, well, that makes sense because he's a clone. His yeah. dad was a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi in the film. He's a clone. It sucks for the actor. Take the moose. Like- it's it's yeah. It sucks take the moose. It sucks for the actor that played Boba Fett, like the voice of him originally. But to be honest, yeah. Boba Fett said fuck all anyway. And I mean, like, if we're if we're talking about keeping it canon and, and keeping it store like uh, uh, kind of flowing, keeping that's it a, flowing uh, on. Yeah. That was a good. I understood it. I was like, yeah, okay. And that's and that's what like we like we'll talk about Jedi more when we get there. But I I do remember the the Hayden Christensen thing and like as a purist who is just going through watching the whole thing. Yeah, okay, it, it connects the original stories to it and the fact that he can do it, I kind of respect it, but then there's the fans, there's the people who, the, the, like you said to me when I asked you to do this, Adrian, you're like, they're my three. Yeah. They're my three. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it. They're one movie to you make, don't as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And always looked at it that way. So I, I get it, and I, and I kind of respect what Lucas is trying to do, but he, he fucked up. <laughs> he, he pissed yeah, off a lot of people. Yeah, he did fuck up. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think negative of the guy. Like he made a fucking movie and people don't like it. Like that's that's how it fucking goes. Yeah, that's filmmaking. So that's, but there's sorry, a lot of people. There's also a lot of people out there who lo- who would love this. Like who would love. But that I mean, thing, like you know? I, it bothers me because I grew up with the the prequels and I love them because I was a kid and it's made for kids and I'm like holy fuck. But I mean, like reflecting back on it and looking at them now, I'm like these are shitty films and it upsets me that some of like. 75% of my childhood, I'm not kidding, his style was probably very similar to yourself, Adrian. And now I go back and I'm like, fuck, that hurts, mate. Yes. Why did you do that? Why couldn't you make it good, you dickhead? Yeah, um, well, but get it right, you know. Exactly. Get, but I mean, and be true to what you originally did. I mean, that's brilliant. You know, that's to the, change that's it just the as- to, Yeah. That's yeah. the aspect of us where we're like, fuck, this is our life. Like, you're fucking with, our, you're fucking with a part of us that we hold really dearly. At the same time, it's just a it's just a fucking movie. They're all just movies, and ever like you know. Well, actually, it's we a religion think, in um, New Zealand. I think. Yeah, I know. And there's Jedi's, like, you can be a Jedi. There's fucking lightsaber classes so, all yeah, over the world religion, and shit. So. Um, but I mean, like, it's just you, you gotta take it back to its core. And Mark Hamill has said the same thing about the Force Awakens, where he's like, "Why the fuck do I have to wear a black hood in between sets so people can't see me and take photos of me? Like, it's a fucking movie. Who gives a shit?" And you like people seem to really forget that about the Star Wars saga. Like it is just a set of films, and they're fucking amazing though. So, fuck you, George. 
That was pretty cool. What did you do, man? What did you do? Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> now, Darth Vader is, without a doubt, the most intimidating villain from New, New Hope, villain, um, ever. He is the epitome of evil throughout this whole film. It's glorious. It is... It, he's the best space Hitler I've ever seen. He's fantastic. Now, did I hear right that the guy who plays, like, who's the body of, because it's not yeah. James Earl Jones. James no. Earl Jones is just the voice, right? Yes. Did I hear yeah. right that he originally was doing the voice and such on set, and then when he went to see the film, heard James Earl Jones and was like, what the fuck? Right, no, I haven't heard that, no. I was, no, uh, I don't. He did, the, he did deliver lines as Darth Vader, um, he was like some Austrian dude. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but I don't think he. I think he was British. I think he was British. Sure? I don't know because I know that I know that the, a good chunk of these actors were British, but they dubbed them yeah. over, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. I don't. I I don't believe that he ever. There was ever a plan to use his voice, or maybe there was potentially, and they were like, "Oh, we might change it." But I don't. I never heard of any controversy regarding it. And I wouldn't give a fuck anyway, because James Earl Jones yeah, is no. <laughs> the fucking pimp daddy. Well, imagine imagine if he was just like this, all right, guys, now, come on, let's go. Let's fuck these guys up, yeah? <laughs> I don't yeah. know, just not, not yeah. the same, not quite the same. Like James you Earl fucking Jones. what, mate? Give me your fucking Death Star plans, you fuck. Yeah. Your lack of faith is fucking disturbing, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, no, James Earl Jones, it's, it's, it's what makes it. And the way that he talks, and oh my God, it's so cool. Like that... The lack of faith is disturbing. Line is just fucking awesome. There's great lines all through it. That's yeah. what makes that's what really sets it apart from the prequels. Those those little things. They're little things that you get right, and everything comes together. Mm. And that's I know we're going backwards, and you've already done that, but um, that's a problem. oh no, well, you got to you've you've got to you know put them together. It's it's all one saga apparently, as George would like us to think. Yeah. But you're you're completely right, Connor. He's just so fucking intimidating. He, f- he floats around in this. He's just a black specter floating around these white, you know, space spaceship walls. Yeah. And he just stands out amongst all these the stormtroopers and stuff. And he and he's got a fucking red lightsaber, and he breathes fucking cool. And he just you think he he can fucking choke you without even touching you like this. But is, you never want him to die. No. Because the thing about, like, I listen to people now and they talk about how Darth Vader's a villain. Mm. I can honestly say. Wait, 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 wait. Fish doesn't remember Return of the Jedi. Don't wreck anything that might. Uh, I get it. I, I know he kind of goes good, but don't, right don't say anything. All right, about good, that good. But yeah. for, and for everyone I know, you know, um, you're either Han Solo, you're with Darth Vader, and a few people might have been Luke. Mm. But. Yeah. The majority of guys at my age when I was a kid was Han Solo mm-hmm. and I was Darth Vader. I never looked at him as a villain. Yeah. Just, just you know, scary as. And he had all, he, I just wanted to do what he could do. Yeah, right. Because that's your, first, that's your first look at what a Jedi can really do. And even though that's he's true. a Sith yeah. now, but he is a Jedi. Yeah. It's, yeah. The same, it's the same I mean, shit. Like, it's just, the Force is the Force. He just yeah. uses a different side of it. Through through a new hope, he is um he's like hired muscle almost like moth. The like first time he chokes someone to death with his bloody you know is it's force. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, one of the best parts of the film. Yeah, um, Tarkin is kind of the the he's Tarkin's meant to be kind of the Emperor Palpatine of the film. Like he's kind yeah, of meant he, to be that's Peter Cushing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean like. Um, so like, you know, it, without, you're not the, the prior knowledge of the fifth and the sixth one, if you sit down, you watch this, 
Vader is just this big scary hide muscle dude. Like he's just there to like he's the he's the fucking that's right the guy that gets stuff done. Whereas Tarkin is the is the villain, which is why and you're totally right, Adrian. You don't want him to die. Like you never watch the film and you're like, man, I want Vader dead. You're just like. Fuck this dude's full on. Like he is scary as shit. Mm. It's kind of like it's kind of like fucking Terminator. Like it's like Arnie in Terminator. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where you just kind of like, man, you're cool. Like yeah. maybe don't kill Sarah Connor though. Like you could just <laughs> leave her alone. But fuck your dope. Um, and it's kind of that yeah. in this one where you're just kind of like, man, you're cool. Oh, Ben's dead, but it was. Oh, I don't know how I feel because it was. He deserved it. He got cocky. Because I'd um, prefer, yeah. I'd, I would prefer Darth Vader to continue through these stories than Ben Kenobi. Yeah, yeah that's right. And the thing too about Star Wars is, and Empire and Return, it's nothing really about politics. You don't. It doesn't give. Yeah. A, you don't give a shit about you know generals and shit and you know uh, senators and all trade, that crap. Trade federations. It, was just it. it made sense. Yeah. You know, it's force so, is cool. We've all got it. You know, yeah. whatever. But when you go back to the others, it's all about the politics. So, if you saw them in that order, you see it in that order. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like... Which is kind of where I'm at at the moment, which is yeah. funny. And I did, I, I do want to talk about this because coming into it, I, the biggest thing I, I realized was just how fucking simple this is. Yeah. Like, this is science fiction. And I, and I think a big reason why I, I didn't get into Star Wars as a kid because I never liked science fiction. The closest I came was Jurassic Park, maybe Predator, yeah. um, Alien. Um, but I, even Alien, I wasn't really big into as a kid, but this, I I always found it, I always thought of like the Star Trek TV series, which to me as a kid was boring as fuck. Now I don't mind it because I, I kind of get into the science of it all and all this, but this is a science fiction film that doesn't focus on the science of it. It's, it's more... Yeah, there's all this stuff in there. They it's don't. A movie in space. Like, we can fly. We got laser yeah. swords. We got fucking all this shit. And it just is what it is. It's more of a drama. And, uh, it's because, a space it's opera. Because, it's because sci-fi is a setting, not a narrative device. And that's the way exactly. it fucking should be. Yeah. Like nobody. Like it's it's implied the whole time. You've got a basic no, story about a guy who's lost his family, and it's the fucking hero's journey. And yeah. so then they're like, put that shit in space. Like if yeah. George was on coke, that's what he would sound like. Like he's just like <laughs> which he probably was. Fucking swords with lights. Yeah. Shit. Shit. <laughs> you know how to be and fucking cool. Like, Laser yeah. blasters and and a guy in a big cape who breathes all the time. Yeah. It's but that's exactly it. It, it. it doesn't go into the technicalities of it all. It says this is the world. Accept it, and we do because it looks lived in. That's a good thing. Like because yeah. this is all after the wars and the Clone Wars and all that sort of shit. Everything's dirty. Everything's fucking you know fucked up. R two D two is all dented and shit. And it looks lived in. You, you just believe that these people live in this world. This world and it probably helps yeah. that most of the effects are, are practical. It does help more than anything, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a big thing. And and what he did with the prequels and doing all the politics, and, and he started to go too technical, which is not what we want. We just want to see this kid get out of his fucking shitty house in a desert planet and go fight some guys with lasers. Yeah. Like... That's all I want to see. And, right. and yeah, there's, there's obviously story. more to it. There's yeah. more story to it. But that's, if you really break it down, it's just about a coming of age of this, this kid getting, that's leaving it. home. Yeah. And that's brilliant. There's no trade federations. There's no politics. We don't see fucking Jar Jar Binks in the Senate. Jesus. Um, it's, it's good. How did you feel about the script? Well, yeah, the script, look, the script is, it is what it is. It's simple. There, there's, the bad guys have lost the plans to the Death Star, the good guys have it, the bad guys are chasing them, and they fight in the end. 
and then they blow up the Death Star because they have the plans. It's an actual complete move. They didn't have to do anything else yeah. except that, really. That's right, yeah. And that's what he did. He wrote a story and plucked the middle out of it and went, there you go, Star Wars. Do you, um, how do you feel about the dialogue is a big, big question. Because, I mean, like, for the prequels, one of the biggest gripes I have is that the dialogue is just fucking vomit-inducing. Um, but in it's this one... shit script. Uh, in this one, you know, like, the actors in Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford and Alec Guinness got in, read the script, and like, what the fuck have you written? Like, what the fuck is any of this shit? What the... F- the fuck is the Kessel Run? Like, how do you feel about it? Did you did you find it believable from the beginning? Did you doubt it at all? Did you think it was bullshit? No. Uh, well, the thing is, you've said Kessler Run, I think, maybe five or six times since we started this cast. And they're the things that didn't stick to us, you know, when I was a kid. It's more about good and evil and, you know. Mm. Uh, it's, I, I still don't know what the Kessler Run is. Yeah. But <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're a real techie kind of kid... Um, you might have been into that and you know, you might have built your uh, Millennium Falcon Lego or whatever. But no, it's 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 lines throughout. It's the comedy. Um it's just well done. It's exactly. perfectly done. No, yeah. I totally agree. I think they've nailed where sci fi is a setting and not a part of the narrative. Like when they discuss aspects of this world that we have no idea, it's always implied or they're things that uh, yeah. they just, well, it says they, at the beginning, a like, long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away. Go, you know, done. Yeah. Easy. They're just kind of like, you know, there's like, oh, they're in an escape pod. And we're like, what the fuck is this thing? You know, there's these yeah. fucking spaceships. They don't tell you anything. The only thing that's explained is the force, which even then is the most ambiguous fucking thing you've ever heard. And that's all you need. It's yeah. kind of just, the everything is just implied. You're not told how a lightsaber works. They don't, like, him fucking talking about, like, this alien that's in the, in the sewer... In the in the garbage chute doesn't matter. Like it's just there for tension, and Absolutely. so it builds, and it's and it's great. And the dialogue does the same thing, where yeah. the Death Star and he's like, oh, they're on Dantooine. What the fuck is Dantooine? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. You don't give a shit. It's not where they are. They're somewhere they're not. Okay. And then they, he fucking blows up Alderaan. Like these these things, no one cares about. By the way, fun fact: my one of my favorite lines is Han Solo saying he can do the Kessel Run another twelve seconds when. <laughs> That's Parsecs. seven times you've said it. Parsecs. <laughs> yeah. The fucking reason is, in the script, it's written sarcastically. Yes. Um, Parsec, Parsec isn't a unit of measurement, so like it was written as if Han was just bullshitting, which right. I think is great, because when you watch the film, everyone like it's just a perfect example where everyone's just like, okay, well, Millennium Falcon's really fast. Like, from that point, you think it is, but really... You know, the original script has him just being full of shit, and the Million Falcon probably is a piece of shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's great. What about dialogue in general? Like, how did you, like, well, Adrian, did any of the dialogue irk you? Do you, do no, you like No, none of it's on the nose. It just works. It's back and forth. It's. I'm trying to think now. Cause, because cause there, there's, because definitely, there's definitely some that. that because what happens over, like, since then, it's like Star Wars is the one you watch the least. After all said and done, because yeah. it gets far more interesting once Empire come comes around and yeah. then Return of the Jedi, but you'll watch all three. So, but as, I mean, there, there isn't really anything about the the dialogue in that film. I'm just trying to think now: is there anything where I just go, "Oh shit, that I fucking hate that line"? But there really isn't. It just kind of all works. Well, I, I, there's definitely parts where I'm just like, uh like the lines are just a bit like, uh, but like not example? like mostly what Luke says. <laughs> Where could he be? Fucking, uh, it it 
that See, sort I knew of all that was coming every time. Like, if I watched on TV and you taped it on VHS and you cut out the ads and you know, I knew exactly yeah. every, you know. Well, that's, so. that's it, but I, I don't have that background. Yeah. I, I've coming in with, not, like, actually, every time I come back to this, I actually forget what has happened. I like when you're screaming film. in that part. It's like, it's like, you know. It's, like, you know, it's panicky, but it's just yeah. funny. It's just funny yeah. the way he does it. And, like, where could he be? <laughs> I don't know. And then it's breaking up beautifully with the humor of C-3PO. It's like, uh Oh, oh no, they're yeah. dying when yeah. they're all when they, oh, when they when they, they saved them with yeah. ten, oh they're dying. Oh too. That was brilliant. <laughs> I like that. Um but some some of it is a bit like I wouldn't say it's on the nose, some of it's just very basic dialogue and he hasn't really thought I feel like the writing hasn't gone into thinking too much of the characters as much as it probably could have. But I think that, you know, you've got your people like Harrison Ford and stuff who come in and just nail it. Like like you just said, um, Connor, the way that Harrison Ford Set a line totally changed the way we think about the Millennium Falcon, yeah. so that's that's pretty fucking neat. But how? I, what about I, what about you? I I love it. I can't not like that's mm. the whole thing. Like I can sit here and understand maybe from a outsider's perspective why you might think it because you know it is pretty fucking goofy. It's George Lucas for God's sake. He's not a good writer. He's not a good fucking writer. Goofy is the um, word. Yeah. Plus, T, it was written in the seventies. I mean, different type. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know. Actually, there was one. Um. You know when um that guy at the start it's like the very start as Darth Vader's just got Leia he's just got Leia and there's that guy that comes up to him and it's like awfully dubbed this guy comes up and saying oh holding Leia is dangerous or something like that and just the way that he says it um, this is where I'm starting to think like I'm he must have been a British actor and they've changed it to a fucking American accent because that dubbing is just horrid right. and the way the line is sort of said is 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 I, I kind of laughed a little bit. Like, do you know what I'm talking about, Connor? Is any of no, this? No, I just not. <laughs> Everyone's you, you fucking fans, and this is just brushing oh, over you. Yeah. I'm all like, "What's which, all which this? Film did you watch? <laughs> What's all this?" Then? But go back and watch it, and and just that first, you, you know, the guy who comes up to him and he's talking. It's as Darth Vader's walking down a, a hallway, and this guy comes up and says something about, "Oh, do you think that holding Leia is a good idea?" Basically. Anyway, that was one of the, it's, and that's right at the start of the film. So I was, I was sort of like had my critique hat on and I'm sitting there going, hmm, I don't don't really like that. But this movie has a good way of just gripping you and bringing you into the story and into the world. And so the Gumby dialogue that, like, I'm kind of giving shit right now didn't really affect me like it did, say, in Attack of the Clones or something like that because so so much else was going wrong there that I'm able to focus on all the bad things. But, you know, I, I'm... I'm for- giving things that I would normally probably get angry You're forgiving yeah. things because it's a fucking awesome movie. Who gives a shit? It's fucking Star Wars. This is like, I can't be rational about this film at all. How fucking cool are Star Destroyers, by the way? Do you ever just look at those things? Like, they're fucking <laughs> huge. They're the coolest ships. Oh, my Especially God. Especially when they're going in different directions, look like they're about to crash into each other, and, you know, that's, oh, that's really I good fucking stuff. love, fucking love Star Destroyers. Jesus, <laughs> they're so big. Like um, my dick. Sorry, couldn't help it. Um, but man, no, it looks. Connor, I, I want to ask something because you're you're the extended universe man. Did you ever read much of the extended stuff, Adrian? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So you're the movies, and that's it. That's it. Now, Connor, you went into quite a bit, didn't you? You used to read the. I don't know what what was your extended universe experience. Uh, I mean, some of it's bullshit. It's extended universe. Like when you've got a bunch of different creators, you're going to get a bunch of different stories. I had a book called the Moss Eisley 
Tales of the Moss Eisley Cantina. So a lot of those side characters in that cantina scene have That's their own. This is what I wanted to ask you because I'm I'm looking yeah. around at that in that cantina scene. I'm like, they there's so many characters right there. Yeah, it's so they're, awesome. they're, it was quite a bit going on with those guys. Ah, uh, yeah, like the cantina book was like that's probably my favorite bit of EU. There's stories about you know that fucking sl slughead thing, like yep. the one that's got in his like real he's got the long neck and shit. Yep. Um, yep. like he's a fucking monk. Like he's a he's all about peace and being calm and like zen and shit. And there's this whole thing about him being harassed by some Imperial and, like, he has to kill him or something. Like, there's this whole thing and then, fuck, there's so much. Like, the, the Cantina Band have their own story where they used to play at, like, a <laughs> another That's bar awesome. for the same bartender. Um, and then shit would always go down to the bar and they almost got killed and shit. Like, it's it's like a band, like, it's like a, it's like a band story, like, follows them. As if it's a yeah. the, suddenly the film's about and like the the whole like the bartender saying no droids in here like that has that literally is a whole fucking story that whole thing like why a story. droids aren't why in he's there. why he doesn't yeah. allow droids and like how that scene actually is be honest like the the bar scene when they're about to meet Solo and get the ship and whatever um, that scene actually is a lot closer to a Star Trek. Um, mm, look than mm. anything that Star Wars ever okay. did. Yeah, right. Because, you know, you go to, you know, if you've watched any Star Trek later on, especially stuff after the first stuff, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, weird char characters sitting around a bar, you know, you yeah. know, drinking, you know, weird looking potions and shit. Yeah. So that was more Star Trek-y, that scene to me. Yeah. And I knew enough at that time to, uh, to say I, um, that. I've never seen, I've never seen anything but the new Star Trek film, so I, honest to God, would not have any clue. You're Okay, well, that's a well. It, it does have a different feel to the rest of the film, though. I Absolutely. will say that, like, it's a it's a grungier feel, which works. Like, you, yeah. you're going, we're going to find Han Solo, who's a grungy piece of shit. Yeah. So it's good. like we need to find him but in it, a cesspool like it this. Borders on almost all of a sudden, shit. There's too many characters. It's like, mm. where are we going? And then, but that's only it's only just pretty much establishing a scene and a place. But if it went on like that, it'd be a different film. Do you know? Do you know, Connor or, or Adrian? Do you know were the were those like costumes? Did they make them specifically for this, or is that just like a mishmash of a, sh a bunch of shit that the costume designers well, had around? I don't know how many of, of it was the the puppets and stuff because because George originally tried to get um, uh, the guy who did the Muppets uh, Henderson. Yeah, uh, Henderson. Jim Henderson. Jim Henderson. And Henderson. He ended Henson? up lending him, Henson. Lending yeah. him um, Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of that had to do with that. And then I heard later on too, Spielberg got involved with Return of the Jedi and there's some, something to do with character making there too. But um, okay. I read that years years ago. I can't remember exactly. But I think there's a mix of both, but um, it's hard to tell. Well, I, like, I don't think there's... Like when you're saying there's too many characters there, I think um, they did well by just sort of just panning over a bunch of them because not really any of them mean anything except that guy's like I don't like you one of that's probably my one of my favourite scenes in the whole film to be honest I love that scene yeah. so much yeah I think it's great he but doesn't like you either he don't like you either oh, I'm sorry but it's it's yeah they, they could have gone and they may have it might have originally been written in I don't know but like they could have just gone and, and basically gone on on a big tangent the temptation would have been there because there's so many interesting characters and that's why I think it's cool that they've gone and, and explored that in the in the EU that you're talking about Connor but um, they really just just show you a bit a vast array of the the creatures that live in this galaxy which my I, extended, I the extended universe was when they brought out the movie um, I think it was Ewoks Caravan of Courage oh fuck it <laughs> 
<laughs> I, we didn't I see that. I think that went straight to D, uh, straight to VHS. I think yeah. I can't remember seeing that in the movies, but I did watch it on VHS. I would like to watch it after this is all said and done. We won't be reviewing that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> never, never seen it. Uh, From what I remember, it's not too bad, um, but it's yeah. it's definitely nice stuff. Well, there's the Christmas special as well, where oh, there's Christmas specials, Christmas. yeah, yeah. Um, the, there was Muppet special, you know, there was all types of stuff. I think there was even a bloody a Wookiee thing that um, you went to the land of where the Wookiees were. That's going that's back. A Chris, that's a Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, that is all in the Christmas special, is it? Right. Yeah. yeah. He goes to Kashyyyk for, uh, what is it called? Life Day or something? Yeah. Where he needs to help Chewbacca get his planet. Yeah. It's some fucking right. ridiculous. I've never seen it. Jeez, where did you pull that up? I mean, God. Where, can you get that was these on TV? anywhere? Can you get these? Like, are um, they on DVD? I know they're on DVD. I've seen them before on DVD. but Because um, that was like a Sunday night thing. It's like, shit. Awesome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've never seen him. Look, I've... <laughs> now, you guys are going to fucking start hating on me here because I'm going to say some things that I think Revenge of the Sith did well. <sighs> and that's lot, like all the lightsaber fights and stuff are so much more high energy. And like I came out of Revenge of the Sith last week just being like, holy shit. That was actually pretty good. Well, the lightsaber scenes are okay. That's not yeah. long fights. In terms of the action, and, and like we, we spoke about this last week, I, I didn't mind the way that um, the majority of Revenge of the Sith looked, even though it was fucking CG City. Like, we could have mixed it a little bit. But there are a few times in this film, and it's I know it's blasphemy, and I know it's a fucking old film, but there are bits where it does look a little bit dated to me. Like, I actually prefer R2-D2... CG, then Jesus. a little tin nah, thing nah, getting nah, around. Nah, 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 what nah, the nah, fuck nah, is wrong with nah. you? Got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> I see this coming, but I gotta say it because I'm I'm not gonna be the fucking sucking the dicks like you guys are. <laughs> but it it is like I I really liked R two D two in Revenge of the Sith. I really like him in A New Hope as well. I think he's great. But that's one aspect where I I, you know, I started no one really to really knows it. R two D two is a Jedi, but no one just knows it. Man, R two D two is running this he's, shit. Yeah, he knows exactly what's going on at all times. He does, and he's, he's always all there. He's always there to help out. I like it. It's great. Connor's gonna get an R two D two tattoo. All oh, right. I wanna I want a Star Wars tattoo of some sort. I don't know if it's R two D two yet. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. I'm really struggling because I've got little arms, so I can't get like a sleeve because like <laughs> if. If I get gains, uh, it's going to stretch and look shit. But I, I don't know what I fucking want. Some yeah. Star Wars thing. But back on topic, and, I'm gonna, and I need to keep saying some bad stuff. But it's yeah, not go really on. That bad. Keep being a piece of shit. Stuff. But it's, it's like, you know, the, it, it is a bit slow at points. And that's just the pacing of the times. Star I understand Wars. that. Yeah. Yeah, it like, is. It's the slowest one. And I know, I know it gets better in, in terms of pacing as we go along. Um, and sometimes the simplicity of the story is maybe a part of that is what I'm praising at sometimes and other times I'm just feeling like oh can we just get but it's on only it? slow because you've got something to compare it to that's it yeah you're right you're absolutely right if I'd seen this when it came out itself, it was like holy fuck well it's funny you say that because because like I said before all I'm, I want is a lightsaber yeah what what um before what I said before A New Hope is the one I've, I've seen the most and having not seen the prequels and the rest of them for so long I've just come off Revenge of the Sith which is like an orgasm in fucking lightsaber fighting and an orgasm in fucking some spectacle, you know, as opposed to this, which is, they don't have the lights, like the lightsaber fights are still cool, like Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader is fucking sick, but 
they're not flipping around. They're not on a lava planet. They're not fucking, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's coming, coming off that, which I, I was on such a high from that adrenaline rush from that. I did notice how slow this was. And, and you're absolutely right. It's because I can refer to those. That's right. The models are fucking awesome. Sometimes you can tell it's a model, but I just can't get past how, like I, I watched some like making of stuff after it with the models and how they did that the trench thing on yeah, the yeah. Death Star it's just out I know. of it's hand it's timeless man. It, it's know. fucking brilliant like for them to be able to make that back then with models like that they're shooting out in a car park I've, yeah. I've seen in one shot um, that's just super impressive there are times where I'm like that's a model though. a bunch of blokes too mucking up on the spot just like are yeah. we going to do this yeah. are we going to do that and then you know that's yeah, that's part of the magic of it as well yeah, that's right. It's more than a film. It is. It's a it's a, a technical achievement in production design, in filmmaking, yeah. in cameras, and fucking everything. So the way that they just shot it was just out of hand. Like how how I can't even get my head around it now. Like without being like, oh, that's just a green. Oh, well, I know they still shot on blue screens and stuff. Yeah. But like thinking in terms of you just make a CG fucking yeah. plane. No. They even blow up. That's just back on that. They even blow up the Death Star differently. When they recut it. And, oh, really? And I didn't like that either. How's it different? It's like a big ring or something that blows out in the second one, or the second time around. The first time, it's more like a, I think it's like dust. It's like boom. It just goes like, out. Like, like Alderaan? Like yeah, when Alderaan blows up? It was like, it would, even though, oh, maybe it looks cool, I don't know, but it's like, that's what I remember. And it's like, now it's gone. I like I like the new explosion. The ring the ring explosion was is dope as fuck. I really yeah. Remember. I just I like, it. you know, things staying the way they should be so did you you saw this one first though right you saw this before Jedi absolutely now when Darth Vader got away and at the end and all that did did Ed like did you have any idea that did you think that he might be the father they're talking about no you didn't think anything like that I was too young for one it's like to be even thinking along, you know, because it's it's obviously it's one of the biggest. I probably spoilers didn't even pick, up, pick up the sexual tensions between Solo and bloody, um, you know, Leia either. You know, uh, yeah, slow, yeah. but you do now. Yeah. Um, but no. do, you, do you know, like, and you might know this as well, Connor? Like back in the day, like when before Empire came back, do you know if if it was ever an inkling or it was like one oh. of the biggest, like what the fucks of all time? Yeah, it, it feels like it was. It is. I don't, I don't think I, I, it's pretty much impossible because Obi-Wan, like there's nothing in the film that indicates that he is like yeah. nothing at all. Even the way he, he describes his father, Obi-Wan, um, Obi-Wan, like, like two different people. Obi-Wan says that he kills, that Darth Vader killed Luke's father. Like there's nothing, there's nothing about it where it's like, oh, Darth Vader would be the bad guy. Like Darth Vader in the film isn't even, the evil, like, Tarkin is the main evil bad dude. Like, he's the one that's supposedly running the show. Like, it wasn't even as if... I don't know. I don't that I, do, I don't think it would have been a twist that anyone would have seen coming because it's... No, when you, not at all. When it happens in Empire, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. with, without seeing Return. And then when you see Return and you realise Obi-Wan's a fucking Dalai Lama piece of shit with how he explains things, you're like, oh, right, that's why. <laughs> but, like... But Before he, he kind of like I, I was thinking about it and, I, and this was coming off the prequels as well and the shit that we've learned from the prequels like yeah there's a bit that's iffy and, and very clouded but when he when he says because I actually have a note here where he he says um, Vader betrayed and murdered your father 
and to me, that's like a metaphor for him turning into the whole thing. He betrayed it himself. Yeah. And, fucking, yeah. and I actually like that. I think yeah. that's cool going back on thinking about that. That's great. So it all does connect. And, and, but it's still, and, uh, it's not obvious that, yeah. So yeah. I, I just wanted to know because, because Lucas already knew this, right? He'd, he'd written the trilogy. He'd written the, the fucking sixth part. Well, and he knew that I the know, father. He wrote a story. Yeah. And he took the bit of middle out of it and said, I'm going to make a film out of that. Yeah. Right? So I don't know how far. I've never really looked that up, you know, the internet and stuff today, if that's actually stuff you could find out or any interviews mm. with him. But I assume that's the case. Mm. Because I the thing is so philosophical throughout the whole thing. It's like it's all there in Star Wars to, to go from. So mm. it has to be on some level. Um yeah, I think it was pretty close to the mark. He already had it. Yeah. Yeah, I got no clue. I don't know about Leia being his sister, though. I don't know if he'd worked that bit out yet. I'm not sure. Okay. But, like, you obviously know Vader's going to come back. He's yeah. going to be the big bad of the trilogy, which he's the big bad of the fucking saga, really. Um, so, it's... Yeah, it's just interesting to know that because, that, because now that's a cliche, isn't it? It's like, Luke, I am yeah. your father. Yeah. Like, fucking... Yeah, you, can't make, you can't make the bad guy be fucking related to them no, now because no. it's like, Star Wars did it. Yeah. And fucking did it well. Like, you can't... Like, it's the biggest spoiler of all time. And then The Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Everybody knows yeah, yeah. the fucking shit that goes on here. And and, and I would have I would have loved to have had that, that point. But he, brings, he pops it out again, though, in Return of the Jedi. It's like... Oh, don't tell me. I don't remember what happens. Though. Oh, okay. I, I'm sure I'll shit. remember when I watch all it. Right. But I, the big the big spoiler is... is but that's a good thing way. about... The, that's the difference between the, the prequels as well, is the reveals. There's none. You can't really do it, can you? But it's well, you could probably reveal story somehow to his character or something that you know that might have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but there was no sense of reveal on any level. Where the Star um, Star Wars through to Return of the Jedi, it just keeps coming out. Mm. You know. And that's why Force Awakens is yeah. going to blow all our minds because Luke's going to be something that we didn't expect, or somebody's going to come back. Yeah, in a it's role new territory. Like, you know. Yeah. No one can get pick on it. It's like it is what it's going to be. It's going to be what Star Wars was when it first came out. Yeah. Hype train, bitch. Hype train. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like I, I want that. I, I, w- I would have loved to have been able to go through the reveal of hearing that yeah. Vader is his father because like it's like I would have loved well, to have watched Terminator Two and not known that the Terminator was the good guy. My little it's- nephew is just, well, he's turned seven now. But when he was six, I introduced him to Star Wars, but. I did it from the way I did it. I yeah. gave him, you know, we did Star Wars part first. Four. We yeah. did part four. Then we came back. Yeah. And I thought, I think anyone, if they get that chance, should watch it that way. Yeah. And get as fucking pissed off as everyone else does <laughs> when it doesn't make sense um, when you watch the prequels. So. Yeah. Did, did you, did your six-year-old, uh, did he get pissed off? Well, he's still young to figure yeah. it out. I'll be surprised. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, Lucas ruined my childhood. He was dancing around with a lightsaber that he didn't have in his hand. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, trying to keep yeah. his attention. But um, it was already captivated. It's like, yeah. that's what you want to see in a kid is yeah. like the magic. You yeah. don't get the magic, I don't think. Well, I can't say that for sure because the, the, I wasn't a kid when the, the prequels came out. Yeah. And that's what people saw. Yeah. But from what I see, I say, you can't get that magic there. The magic starts from Star Wars. We've watched it from the prequels first, and I found it interesting going back there. The vague stuff I remember from the original trilogy and the way that they're connecting it, I'm not, not as angry at the prequels as you guys are, obviously, but it's um, 
but you can hear me get angry at them in our other podcasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and, and especially Connor, because he yeah. does have that same fanboy. The immaculate conception have. of That's Darth it. Vader. Well, guys, I'm pretty much done. Should we wrap this shit up? Let's do it. Yep. All right, Adrian, wrap us up. Give us your final thoughts and rate Star Wars out of five. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give Star Wars five. Because five out of five. Always. Perfect score. Because of the fact, for me, and I've said this before, when people ask me what my favorite films are, the film is, mm. I say the Star Wars trilogy. Yep. Okay. And so they go together. And be honest, though, if you take the rest out, Star Wars by itself is a complete movie, mm-hmm. front to back. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's 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 everything new. It was it, It's changed everything. Um, great characters. Things we never heard of. Um, and you walked out of the cinema, you know, throwing a lightsaber, whatever you're doing. It's, mm. it's just one of those things. It'll stay in your memory forever. So you've got to give it a five. That's, that's five out of five. Connor McDuff. Look, I fucking love Star Wars. I love everything about Star Wars. I'm a huge fucking geek. And New Hope is, you know, it's done it all. It's the, it's the beginning of what is probably the biggest franchise in the world and I will forever cherish it it's been a big part of my life and the film itself is a, such a well-rounded well-crafted piece of cinema that took a lot of risks and just does a lot of good and has a whole universe that doesn't even need to be explained that people have immediately fell, fall, immediately fell in love with this moment it came out and it's excellent but I mean it's not a perfect film there's still certain issues with it and Fish you brought a lot of them up and there's a few things about it that just aren't uh, as phenomenal as uh, perhaps Empire Strikes Back, which may or may not be uh, my favourite Star Wars film. So I give it a four out of five. That's very respectable, Conor Madoff, because I know we're going to go high with the next one. Like you said, it's your favourite. But that's for next episode. Um so he's well, leaving some room, I see. That's right. He's leaving some room to move up. <laughs> Honest to God is what I'm doing. Well, coming in as basically a noob, like I've Star Wars has never been a thing for me as a kid. Um, I've got into it more as an adult now. Um, we spoke about it last episode. Connor, you know this. I'm starting to buy fucking merchandise. I'm looking at a little yeah. Millennium Falcon oh. right here. See this shit? I never did that before and I buy a lot of shit I buy a lot of lot, a lot of fanboy stuff and I've never got on the Star Wars train and I'm fucking scared now because I am so it's hard not to get caught up in this and, and welcome and, to the and, cult yeah that's it welcome um, bitch but I still I still am not like this is the be all and end all of, of film for me like it's it's it is a great film but it's not a perfect film and that's exactly what you said Connor like I'm my film is Jurassic Park and I don't even know if I could review Jurassic Park because it would be so rose-tinted. Like you were saying, Connor, at yeah. least you've been able to give it a lower score. It's like Jurassic Park's a five out of five. I don't care what the fuck you say. <laughs> like anyone wants to tell me differently. It's, it's, it is what it is. But that was my childhood movie. And this is you guys. For, and like you're the five out of five for the saga, Adrian. So I, I totally respect that. And I respect everything that this film did for filmmaking in general. And the way that we see films now. Like, this was basically the next... Was this the blockbuster after Jaws, would you say? Because Jaws was before this, right? Yeah, but you're talking at the time, too. It's like, depending on what age you were. Yeah. At my age, it's all a blur. Because it came. you watch stuff on TV. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. being real, like no, no kid went and saw Jaws. Yeah, you know what I mean. But we the funny that. thing with the thing with, with Star Wars, the legacy is still yeah. there. Like even in the nineties when they started bringing them all back. Like I was just playing a pinball machine at like this arcade bar here in Melbourne that was Star Wars. It came out in nineteen ninety two. Like that's years after Jedi. And yeah. it's still fucking huge. I remember it being big as a kid. I just I just wasn't on that train. So you can't help but like just fall in love with this shit. Well, it's, it's the it, reason I want to... Well, actually, I can't say it like that. It's not the reason I wanted to make movies. It's the reason I wanted to tell stories. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's what it's about. Yeah. A good film is a great story. Yeah. And it is. It's, this is a great story. And it goes on to be an even better story from what I remember. And we'll be talking about that. It is a little bit dated. I don't mind some of the CG stuff from the originals. I, I think... You know, if it was made now, it would probably be even better. But I don't want to see a remake of this, and that's saying something. So I give it a four as well. Four out of five. Very nice. Very nice. I don't think it's any surprise, Fish, but we are reviewing Empire Strikes Back next week. Episode five (laughs) of the Star Wars saga. So get hyped, everybody. The Star Wars train doesn't fucking stop until The Force Awakens is out. Which is no. fucking out in just over two weeks, people. Are we not excited? <laughs> Are we not? I'm so pumped. My mom's going to come to my room in a second and be like, can you shut the fuck up? Because I've just screamed that. Um, but- <laughs> we're on the final We're on the final run. We're, we're there. We're like, I'm feeling it. And fingers, in, fingers in- crossed, man. Fingers crossed. I'm I'm so excited for it. Like, because yeah, I- what I'm talking about with the, the CG stuff mm-hmm. that I liked from the originals that wasn't really that good. J.J. Abrams and what we've seen of this already in Force Awakens, oh, it just looks what I, I want. The trailers what I give want. you chills, so that's a good sign. Yeah. And there's some cool characters that look like they're going to become, you know, favorites of all of ours. So, But you and me will be talking about that after December 17th, Connor McDuff. I'm so uh, excited. Adrian, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. It's been a fucking Thanks, pleasure. Thanks, Adrian. It was lovely to meet you and to yeah, chat you with too. you about Star Wars. It's a good time. May the force be with us all. May the force be with us all. Fuck nice. yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. Play the music, fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track's main title slash Rebel Blockade Runner, Cantina Band, The Throne Room slash End Title, are performed by John Williams and London Symphony Orchestra. Use the force, Luke.